Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 72. We break down, review, and discuss the Campesino Series Robusto by Tabacaria 1844. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. A spicy sucker. Yeah. So it's not hot wings. It's not hot sauce. No. So you had to order it online? Yeah. And basically, so... Hold on. Let me ask this question. What is... What's the fascination with hot stuff? Like, what's the fascination with intentionally trying to burn your mouth apart? Well, Corey, I'm glad you asked that question. I get this one a lot. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh... This more than often comes up in conversation. Not only do I authentically like spicy stuff, I like the flavor of it. But on top of that, I also like to see how far I can get with it because I'm a self-challenging person. Yeah. Self-critical. and I'm always trying to be better than what I previously was. And that goes for not only what I do in my profession, but also what I eat. You know what doesn't make sense, though? What? Is that. I gave you a jalapeno and you acted like a little bitch. Yeah. But that was Why on an empty it? stomach and coffee. Oh, don't even. Don't even. It was a jalapeno. I know. But you eat a sucker that's nine million, like, 9 million Professor Scovels. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, because like a, a jalapeno is roughly around 16 to 30,000 Scoville, I think. Hmm. Which is. It's a lot of Scovels. Like 50 times. Don't don't correct my math, but fifty times less than <laughs> I don't think that's accurate at all. But okay. over a hundred times the sucker is than the than a jalapeno. So, but then then is there really a sense of accuracy though? Um, no. To me, it's all about how spice affects your mouth. Some spices affect your tongue. Some affect your like the front of your lips. Some affect the back of your throat. Hmm. Most peppers hit you differently. And depending on what type of pepper I'm eating, I can handle the Scoville or the capsaicin a lot more than I can with other peppers, which is really bizarre so, to hear. So the jalapeno is your kryptonite pepper? No, I mean, I, I've eaten raw jalapenos before, but and it's usually never a problem. But that one fucked me up. It gave me a crazy stomach cramp. <laughs> Dude, they're delicious. They I cut one up the other one, uh, the other day and put it in an omelet. I love the flavor of jalapenos. They're the best. In my opinion, it's the best It's the best bang for the buck. I put it in nachos all the fucking time. I've been eating a lot. Of, so I don't eat as much spice as you do, obviously, because I have what we like to call irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, yeah. Um, and if I do, I'll literally shit my britches all day. But I love, I've been eating a lot more spicy stuff here recently. Like, not even recently. I mean, like, over the past couple years. Listen, there's also two other things I love about it. It helps with digestion. Mm. It'll make you poop yourself. And two. You get a little duke, dude. When you take that hot, that real hot shit, you feel so, you feel a sense, you have such a strong wave of euphoria rush over your head it's like it's like uh, you get high from a pepper it's almost probably like a um like a mushroom trip yeah or um maybe like an acid trip like yeah. you see god yeah. a little bit yeah yeah that's crazy what if it actually had hallucinogenic properties outside of it just making you Dude, feel like you're gonna I've pass heard people out that have done it where they've literally started to like fucking trip out 
like a like a sweet DMT trip. Yeah, I've seen I've I've seen videos of people getting real fucking weird when they take really hot peppers, especially mm. when their body's not acclimated to it. Um, but for me, no, mainly I get high <laughs> while also feeling like my face has turned into a snail and it's just producing this thick mucus that is just <laughs> engulfing my entire face. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so anyways, we did a challenge last night. I was telling Corey, yeah. and uh, uh, it's called the Toe of Satan. It is a sucker that looks kind of like a pepper or Satan's tongue or Satan's toe. I don't know if it looks like anything other than some weird If it's called shape. Satan's toe, don't you think it's probably a toe? Yeah, but it doesn't look like a toe per se. Hmm. But anyways, uh, the Toe of Satan is a cinnamon sucker. Oh, I love cinnamon. Uh, that uh, has 9 million Scoville in it. All the way through, or is there just like a certain part? All the way through. I would say this. It's more of how much of it you ingest. Like the, the spice is there. Yeah. Um, but it's how much you ingest of 9 million, if that makes sense. Okay. Like you might be able to take a quick second of 9 million, but taking five minutes of 9 million. Did you eat the whole sucker? Almost. So um, the challenge is, mm. is you're supposed to hold this sucker in your mouth for five minutes. Okay. If you can't make it to a minute, you're called like a wuss. If you make it to two minutes, it's like, uh, I forget what the, it's like, you're doing okay, whatever. Three is like, um, okay, you're doing really good. If you reach four, it's like, call the ambulance. And if you reach five, it's like, you so, did something else. He anyway, did. So it was like something like that. And we were looking yeah. on the back of the scale and it's like, this is, if you can make it this long, if you make it past five minutes, you're like, you're great. Right. So we unwrap the suckers and it's, and it's like taped in. Cause like touching 9 million Scovilles and you touch any part of your body and you're fucked. You're fucked. Can you imagine getting that in your dick hole. So, um, Ugh. we very meticulously took off the wrapper. Look, this nasty looking fucking sucker. It looked, pr- I mean, it looked like a cinnamon sucker. Yeah. Or whatever. It was red. But it was just an odd shaped and it didn't fit in your mouth properly. But anyways, so we count down and we give a little cheers. We, you know, type of knocked and we put it in our mouths and set a timer for five minutes. Oh, sounds, dude, this sounds fucking terrible. Within 10 seconds, Stephanie is fucking basically blacking out. Uh, but I will give her credit just as a foreshadow. She made the full five minutes. Oh my God. Why well, is there a point to where your mouth goes numb? Yeah. Like to where it's yeah, but it still burns really bad. Your mouth might go numb, yeah. but it, you could feel the burn. Oh my so God. as she's doing it, I'm sitting there and I'm just trying to be real calm. And she's like freaking out next to me here, like heads between her legs. And she's got the sucker hanging in her mouth and she's like drooling sucker and spit onto the fucking shirt on her shirt and onto this napkin. And I'm just like sitting there with my head back, just kind of like taking in. Honestly, that shit did not burn me until about minute four. Yeah. I was so used to the spice and I was like, oh, I can handle this spice. I got to about minute four and that's when it started to really affect me. And I think the half the sucker was dissolved by then too. The problem was what I should have done was spit out whatever saliva and sucker juice that was in my mouth. Yeah. Stephanie did. I did not. In fact, I guzzled it 
let me tell you, that same feeling I had when I ate the jalapeno. Oh, your stomach? Came tenfold. Yeah, because the shit's rushing through your fucking intestines. And so um, we got to fight. That can't be, that cannot be a good. No, it's not. Mixture with stomach acid. Like, I feel like it's, it's like the civil war. It's like when the, the union soldiers meet the Confederate soldiers and they meet in the middle of the field of battle. And it's just like one, it's like a mosh pit basically in your stomach. And it is the hottest sucker. Just keep that in mind. Uh, the hottest sucker ever, ever in history, in history. So, um, I got to about four minutes and it really started to hit me and I had to stand up and start pacing around because it was burning. Now that part was fine. I got to five minutes and I pulled it out of my mouth. I'm like, okay, I can deal with it. <laughs> Heard you say that before. Uh, what came afterwards was an excruciating stomach cramp. Oh my God. Why do you do this? Stephanie ran downstairs and basically ran her mouth under a faucet because the ice cream she was eating was doing nothing for her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I went upstairs and was like, dude, I'm going to vomit if, if I can't get this under control because it literally feels like, um, my stomach gets really bloated Yeah, and then it feels like knives going into it. And, and you did this to yourself knowingly and shame on me. And just like the jalapeno experience, I almost had nothing on my stomach. Why would you do that? I don't know. I should have spit out the sucker juice and just dealt with the heat. But instead of I ingested it, which ingesting 9 million Scovilles, I would say would not be very good on anybody's stomach. It's an attack on your body. Yeah. And so... Um, you started World War Three. So uh, I upchucked. Uh, nothing. <laughs> 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 And belching, which I didn't think that sucker was going to make me belch, but it totally made me belch. Like it was like carbonated. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I made the, I survived the challenge minus ingesting it, which I would not recommend anybody doing for this challenge. It should not be ingested. Horrible idea. Should never be ingested. If you feel like you want to swallow, don't just spit out the goddamn juices, even though it's a delicious cinnamon flavor, spit out the juices into a cup or a napkin or on yourself, but please do not ingest the cinnamon 9 million Scoville. So that, that entire last 30 seconds is going to be a clip because if people haven't listened to the podcast, they're going to have no clue what the context is right there. (laughs) And it sounds like you just swallowed some hot cum. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. (laughs) 9 million Scoville. (laughs) That's uh, that's intense. I don't, I would never, I would never knowingly do that to myself because I'm not a masochist. (laughs) (laughs) i just don't want to cause myself any pain ever at all tattoos is like as far as i'll go yeah and that's easy it was interesting the heat honestly the heat did not bother me as much as i thought it was going to yeah but the fucking eating it that was the wrong move it's like swallowing your own spit too that was a whole bunch of nasty yeah I i feel like um you could have done something much more productive <laughs> suck on a sucker for fucking five minutes and literally blow your face off <laughs> were you guys like snotting and dripping like the congestion was that part of it yeah i mean stephanie's hit pretty much in 10 seconds like she was already visibly sweating because she just immediately go, i hate that feeling she was just immediately going oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god Maybe and i went in, i went into a zen like zen like state for at least four minutes until it really started to hurt me but 
Um, yeah, at, at a certain point, I was starting to snot. The snotting really honestly came after the five minutes when I pulled it out of my mouth and like took a couple hits of like strawberry ice cream. That's when the snot really started coming. But before that, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, slight sweat. Um, I will say this. Um, have you seen the movie Afflicted? Mm, it's on Netflix. I don't think it's so. It's kind of like a zombie virus and your body starts to like turn all blotchy and like pale. I don't think so. Kind of veiny. Well, mm-hmm. uh, is that a Netflix original? It's not a Netflix original. It's just on. Uh, it's just on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. When I when I tried to up Chuck upstairs, uh, when I looked in the mirror, I shit you not, my eyes all around my eyes was like a red raccoon of like blotchy redness. My skin was pale because my body was like, we need to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your skin's already kind of pale, <laughs> <laughs> and like my neck was blotchy red. It was. I literally looked like it was turning into a zombie. Oh, Jesus Christ! My eyes were watering. That's too much. That's too much. Never. I would never do that. It's just, it's just too much to handle. I'm going to make the spiciest cigar. I think that's a terrible idea. You're just inhaling pepper. Oh, my God. Pepper Dude, you're going to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> the spiciest cigar on Kale, earth, like six people die. Kale was crying because he thought we were going to die. Because Stephanie literally said, we're going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Kale took it literally. And started freaking out. Yeah. No, he poor he ran upstairs because as soon as we pulled him out of the wrapper, he's like, don't do it. I said, don't do it. Oh, that's sad. Why would you do that to him? Do it when he's not there. Yeah. Well, you know, oh, poor guy. He's got to learn. This world is. You guys should have cool. given him a lick. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I think anybody would lick it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't feel the effects. It's, 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 it's the long term. The long term. It hits you long term. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I've been spending the past while well, I was in Minnesota early this week, yeah, which was fun. Hit up a few cigar lounges. They were cool. Um, uh, pretty decent product. Nice little area. So spent. you were in Mall America, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first place. Cause we had about two hours before our first appointment after we landed. So we were, I mean, the airport's right next to the Mall of America yeah. place is unreal. So I went to Mall of America, watched some solo guy. There's this cool uh, Ninja Turtles ride that like flips you and does like this. It, it's weird. It's like on, um, it looks like it's like this podcast stand. So there's, there's this part that's weighted. Yeah. And then this part has all the seats and it kind of just like flips oh, around. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. And so, and you're in these individual little cart, like these individual little flyers and you can keep the flyer straight as you're going down or you can flip it. There's just one guy at like 1030 in the morning flipping and he's just like, Ooh! and he's just <laughs> going and spinning by us and he was having the best time of his life. I was jealous because I really wanted to write it. Could you imagine? Like, it was awesome. Some people's way of waking up in the morning is like coffee. This dude gets on this fucking thing, just <laughs> spins himself in circles. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Well, it used to be, um, it used to be the old Metro stadium. So it was a baseball stadium at one time. It was actually this stadium that the twins and the Vikings shared, which yeah. is why the middle of the mall is so big. There's actually where home plate is in the Metro stadium. And then there's a seat, a red seat that's up on the wall. And it's some guy, I forget back when he did it, but he hit a home run. It was like five, over 500 feet and he broke Damn. the chair. So they have the broken chair literally mounted to the side of the building. So you can see it when you walk in. It's I'm waiting cool. for one of those like, construction guys that comes in there to remodel 
And it's like, what the fuck is this broken chair doing here? And he like just dismantles it and throws it out. I mean, it's like legit on the wall. Oh, though. Okay. Like it's up in the middle of nothing. Like I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hanging on the wall, like 20 feet up. Funny if someone accidentally it got would rid be of funny. It. Yeah. So it shows like home play, but yeah, mall of America is fucking sweet. I mean, it's four levels of stores and it's, yeah. it's, it's damn near endless. Like you, you could literally shop there for two days. It's that big. So yeah, we started off there. And then, uh, the first night we went, we found a cigar lounge called Anthony's cigars down in, um, the uptown area, which is like the nice kind of vibrant area of Minnesota. And it was down there. So we spent that night and the next night smoking there when we were done working, which was pretty sweet. It was a nice shop. They had some good stuff. And then I think one of the guys that worked there, he was from Cincinnati, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we were talking to him about Cincy stuff, but anyway, so like the last few days, um, Adam convinced me to watch making a murderer cause I never watched the first season of you it. You didn't. Oh, I no. did. Yeah. And, uh, it's the most retarded family in the world. It's the most, I ret- didn't realize that there was inbreeding in Wisconsin. It's the most retarded family. But then at some point in the series, you feel bad for him, but then towards the end, then you start to really accuse him again. Yeah. It's like a back and forth. You don't know that's, where you don't know how to feel about him. That's kind of how I am right now. I, I literally about to finish the first season. Um, Brendan Dossie, like, his nephew just got it's indicted. Like they're, it's like they're too retarded to be good murderers because they kept finding evidence. on. That's, like, that's my whole thing. I was like, they're like this Brandon Dossie kid is literally when he was, fir- when he was first on there, like, and he was talking. I was like, oh, he's retarded. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're getting a confession out of a retarded kid. I could convince a retarded kid to do anything. Like you're pulling a confession out of a kid who's literally not on the same planet. We are, he's mentally handicapped and they get him to confess after four hours and he's confused about what he's saying. So the whole time I'm was like, well, yeah, I could convince any retarded kid that he did something. He doesn't fucking know better. But then it gets like towards the end and you're just like, but did he? And then right. the second season starts. And then I heard this like, it's way more controversy around it, which I haven't watched any of that yet. And I'm like, what is going to happen? Cause the Stephen Avery guy is deceptively smart. Like he's not his nephew who is functionally retarded, even though they have about the same IQ. I just feel like you can't take everybody for their word. I feel like, some of it has to be corroborated or proven. In fact, you could be the most honest person and tell white lies as well as when you think about like kids, like, I think that's what their whole thing was is like, well, he's like a kid. Kids are honest. No, they're not. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're honest. And, and sometimes they say things that are true, but I've also heard my kid tell like the biggest lavishing lies. Yeah that sound real enough for anybody else looking on them from the outside. It's but like, you know better. But I know better. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, it's like, well, you know, he is, he is handicapped and I doubt he has the capabilities of lying to us. Yeah. I think the only thing that strikes me is that he, like when you watch the confession tape, when you actually hear him give the confession, I felt bad for him, man. Like, they were, going they were just him. like, they were, putting words out there they were like they were putting because he was just like it almost seemed like he was answering very honestly and then they would put something out there and he would just be like yeah okay that's What's the word coercion when you yeah he's coerced into it's just like you try to direct someone to say something yeah that's they they literally finally said like they're like well there was an injury to her head so what was that and he was just like oh we cut some or he's like well, it's something about the head he goes brendan tell us about the head and he was just like we cut her hair 
And he's like, mm, yeah, but not that. Right. He's like, like, well, like cut, like cut, uh, cut part of her neck. Like you should cut her neck. Mm, yeah, but not that. And he was just like, I don't know. She, her, her, her hair smell good. And they're like, no. And they're like, what about the bullet hole in her head? And he's just like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they basically come out and just put, they bring everything forward yeah. for him. And it's just like, yeah, he's a retarded kid. What do you expect him to do? He just wants to get the fuck out of there. The whole time the kid's literally going, I just want to go home <laughs> like, yeah. in a very innocent manner. But it's like, is he smart enough to do it? I definitely think Stephen Avery's smart enough to pull something off like what that. What if he's pulling uh, Dewey from Scary Movie 1? Where yeah. he, he's like the lieutenant, like lieutenant, but yeah. he's just given like a plastic star. Do, what's his name? Is it Doofy? Do, Dewey, Dewey or Doofy? Yeah. Um, but like everybody thinks he's like some mentally challenged kid that like stucks a vacuum cleaner on his wiener every night. Yeah. But you come to find out that this dude was like behind it the whole time and he was faking it. Yeah. It's like Johnny Knoxville in that movie Ringer. Yeah. And just playing fake retard. That ain't yeah, cool. That ain't cool. Dude, what if they are? What if the whole family is? What if they're fucking geniuses? They could be. I know, did you see the dad? Oh, my God. He's, He's like, I can't believe my boy's my boy Steven. I was locked up again. And it's just like, dude, you guys You're aren't locked up. You aren't <laughs> functioning humans. You're <laughs> locked up inside your own soul. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, they are. It's literally. I've, I've been to Wisconsin pretty often like i go there probably three or four times a year yeah and i guess i get to see normal wisconsin not rural wisconsin for the most part yeah dude it's got to be up there on the incest list i think the avery family that's definitely ancestral more than kentucky i wouldn't say more but i would say it's or tennessee or i would say it's virginia it's probably in the top five I have to say Wisconsin has to be in the top five. I think any like really rural place like that that has some sort of population has got to be inbred. When it's just you, your sister, and some reclusive mountains. Yeah. Couple cousins. Couple cousins. Well, it says even in the beginning of the first documentary, like part one, it states how close they are as a family. One of the first things that's discussed within the narration of the documentary is how close the Avery family is. Yeah. But how close is close? That's That's the question. I think it's a little, I think it's a little too close. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really creepy. Like if you actually break it down, you're like, there's, they're mixing blood. They're mixing blood. I forgot for to sure. I'm calling out dad on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> he literally, a few days ago, I was dropping off Kale uh, at his house. No, he wanted me to look at some of his furniture. I was helping him move furniture that he yeah. purchased from he gets, some lady's house. He gets real excited. House. Um, and he's like, hey, uh, don't take offense to this. And I hate when people say that. Yeah, because you're going to take offense to it. What constitutes you get to decide whether yeah. I'm going to be offended or not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when someone prefaces something with no offense, right? It, th- that's not a good he, start. He goes, uh, just some advice um, about your guys' podcast. Now, maybe it's just me, but uh, if you really want to grow your following, maybe, maybe you cut back on some of that cussing and, and, and nasty stuff you guys talk about. That's hilarious. <laughs> and he's like he's like i can tell you what your problem is why you don't got any females on that show hey dad go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> he's like i can tell you why there's no females listening to your show 
And he's like, he's like, maybe you cut it back. He's like, I guarantee. Did he listen to an episode? I guess he must have listened. He must have figured out how to find it. He must have listened to something or someone told him. Like, oh my God. If he knew much how shit we talked about him, <laughs> he's, he's going to start rolling through episodes and go, oh boy. <laughs> uh, but I told him, I was like, well, dad, this isn't like NBC yeah. where like we're being paid. Yeah. Should I text him right now and say, you stay, you stay in your own lane, old man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like NBC where like we're paid to like create a show and we have to appeal to the masses. Yeah, this is a no rules. There's no rules this game. A, we do this for uh, us. This is a, a non-censorship show where we just candidly be us. You remember when we first started talking about doing the podcast, we literally agreed. We're like, Hey, we're going to do something that we love to do. And we hope that other people love it too. Yes. And that's what's happened as a result. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I, we don't have a I female following is literally because female in cigars is limited. Yeah. And I and also, and I, and I told dad, I was like, well, here's the bottom line with podcasting. You don't have to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not represented at like, you know, if you're looking to turn over to CBS news at night <laughs> and there's content you don't want, like, right. yeah, you can choose not to listen to this. I love dad's unsolicited advice. Like he somehow has this worldly view of how things work up until two weeks ago. He didn't even know what a podcast was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, if you really want to, what's grow this palmcast? If you really want to grow your podcast, maybe you think about cutting out some of that nasty language yeah, and maybe cutting back. He's like, you guys, I've heard dad say cunt so many times. He's like all the, all the cussing and everything. And I'm like, honestly, I was like, we have like 13 female followers. Yeah. No, we have 13% female oh. followers. Oh. <laughs> I wish it was just 13. It's a lot of, it's a lot more females. But I was like, and, cause he sort of asked me all these demographics. Like, well, what, well, what is, uh, what is your, uh, demographic? And I know no one else really knows this, but I'll kind of shout them out. Yeah. So primarily over 60% of our following for the show is between uh, 25 and 45. Right. And so that's a majority of our audience. Yeah. And there's some older folks and there's some younger folks. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's pretty much around our age bracket. Yeah. Like it's our right Corey's and a little we, bit older. We literally round out the average as far as our yeah. age. So it's like over 60% is yeah. 25 to 45. Yeah. It's younger. And younger it's crowd. mostly male. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I just told him, I was like, well, dad, I mean, one of the things we agreed to is that we were just going to be us and not really try to hold yeah. back for the sake of offending if, if yeah. that's the thing because just don't listen when we're on here this isn't a product like this isn't a production no. this is who i am literally all the time yeah. right? i don't i don't differ from this at all <laughs> this is literally how i act in normal Listen, life we, i'm just translating into this we're not megan kelly on the megan kelly show that was just canceled on nbc this week we're not she that. was canceled she was canceled for saying what was considered racist comments ah uh, dude i knew she would never last in a in a I guess liberal is, news media i guess this is the fifth offense since the starting of her show in the last year Oh, I knew she wouldn't. And it's not her fault. I like Megyn Kelly. I do too. Uh, I, it's just, there's no way you can't survive in the liberal media when you've been in the conservative media so long. Fox there's just so no long. way. There's just no way. They, yeah. they wanted her for that other side element. Sure. So she would bring something to the table. And I was like, this isn't going to last. Yeah. And there it is. And I think it's, she'll do something on her own. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we're all a little racist, honestly. But the problem, the thing is, is what? I do. I think we're all racist about something. I hate um, Asians, man. Can't stand them. 
but I, I'm, but I'm never going to be a person that's going to commit a hate crime either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, it, I don't tell, tell me someone it's, who, it's, there's a fine line between calling something racist definitionally and being trepid about other ethnicities. Tell me who isn't racist other than the Dalai Lama. The Pope is racist. You know why the Pope, the Pope is racist? Is incredibly racist. You know why the Pope is racist? Because he's an old because white guy. Because if you're not a Christian or yeah. you're, well, I'm speaking in general for the Catholic church, yeah, not necessarily okay, the Pope, but you know, there's racism. Well, not racism. I get, what would be religiousism? R- religiousism. Religiousism. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, we're always judging folks. Yeah. Wait till that becomes a thing where it's like, Religion has been so long lasting, but think about the time of which racism is dissolved and then people are going to need another thing to complain about. Oh, they sure. be like, you don't respect my right not to love Jesus. And that's going to be the next big thing. Like 20 years from now, it's all going to be that. It's going to be like, you don't respect my religious right. Nah. And people are going to lose their shit because you always have to attach yourself to something. There's got to be some sort of turmoil in the world. I just think like, um, I think it's kind of just biological the reason we judge i mean why does a squirrel yeah. refuse to be around a human they don't know me yeah but, but, a, but, but there are some squirrels that but, love humans but but it's because they know them yeah that's true it's because they've been around them a long time but i go up to any random squirrel i'm like hey squirrel that little fucker runs from me why he's scared of me why because i'm a giant monster to him well there's also other like social ec- like economics that play a part into like perceived racism as well. You have someone that grows up in a poor community. You grow up in a wealthy community. You're not going to, you, that those two groups do not identify with one another. Sure. Unless you literally can sit down and have a conversation. But at first glance, you're going to be, each one's going to be trepid of the other. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be very, I judgmental. feel like it's totally biological. We're, de- we're deciding fight or flight. Mm, I don't think it's biological. I think it's most more social. I don't. I don't. Well, if you're born, so let's put it this way. If you're born the same time, let's say as a, you're a white kid born the same time as a black kid, you both grow up in the same neighborhood. Is that going to be weird? No, not at all. But if you were to grow up in separate neighborhoods at separate different times, this person has experienced this type of life. You experience this type of life. Is there going to be differences, cultural differences, economical differences? Yeah. I see it being way more social. I'm thinking of it more animalistically though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're identifying with other animals who, <laughs> who literally only survive on instinct. Humans well, have what, the ability I to reason and po- logic. I, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make is the instinctual nature of why we judge. No, of why we judge of why we judge things. Yeah. But th- we have the ability as humans. We have abilities beyond that of a normal instinctual animal where can animal like, if a squirrel sees a human, it's like, fuck, and it's got to run. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a human, I can look at another human and be like, oh, that looks like a good human. They're walking their dog down the street, boop or or it looks like a bad human. They have a hoodie up, and they're running straight towards me, wielding a fucking gun. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know. I think, I think yeah, there's, there's biology built into us, but there's also a social aspect of it. Sure. And we are a very social animal. But not as social as I would want to be, because I've seen squirrels, birds, rabbits hang around the same pool, eating from the same food. Yeah, they do. And yeah, they don't bird feeders and two fucks. Yeah, about they don't. each other. They really don't. 
Like, well, one's not prey to the other. Exactly. In that, in that scenario. And they know that. I mean, they know what the pecking order so what is. What does it say literally. about me? Do I feel like I'm the prey? Speaking of, did you see those two else? dead birds on Instagram that I yeah. have in my backyard? Yeah. smacking the glass? Yeah. I, I clean the windows. <laughs> oh, no. And fi- that's, that's the fourth one. <laughs> Dude, they just, they come, they come in hot, screaming across the side of the yard, and they fucking slam into those windows. You know what you need to do? It's bad. You need to put up a couple U-turn signs. On I want to put, I told Lauren I wanted to put up a couple warning signs for <laughs> just like there's that little like yellow sign bird that's like a bird dead maybe you just set up some nets that are about a foot away from the windows out front it's not a bad idea dude they are big birds too they They must have hit that i'm waiting for one of those windows to break i slurring my words i feel like i've slurred my words like four times is it because you're on camera i was trying to say bird and it was like (laughs) bud (laughs) bud a couple dead birds um so kind of crazy we're videoing this right now yeah this is like the first ever podcast video and we're doing it more as a test but i I may release snippets of the video at some point i didn't get dressed up on the youtubes i'm wearing like workout gear look at me i literally rolled out of bed (laughs) this is what i wear every day which is kind of funny because you know during the week i'm pretty dressed up you know when i'm out of town but i come home and i look homeless which i love same I've noticed uh, my mental, um, a mental change when I uh, shower, how more confident and yeah. morale boosting taking a shower can be. It does. I know people I work with because most people are remote and they work from home. I know that they have to, to be productive and to feel good about the day. They have to wake up, shower, get into a routine, put on dress clothes which I think is the saddest thing ever. I literally roll out of bed with drool on my face <laughs> and go downstairs and start working. And I can be just as productive, if not more, because I run circles around everybody, literally. So I think it's kind of funny how some people have to have that internal motivation to actually yeah. start their work day. I'm like, that's pathetic to me. But, you know, teach their own. To, to, yeah, to but me. it does make you feel good. I mean, like showering does. It, it does. Like inherently makes you feel good. It does. Which is good, so. When I can run my fingers through my hair and it doesn't feel like I'm like building a candle and pulling out like thick oh, oily wax i'm fucking greasing it up that's gross hey real quick did you see i'm sure you've seen in the news the pipe bombs that were sent to everybody yeah i didn't want to talk too much about it other than the fact that the guy has wax eyebrows no that'd be crazy or drawn on eyebrows uh they haven't found who did it yet assuming it's a guy but they don't know who it actually is i don't think wait you didn't see the dude no yeah they got him they got him oh yeah they got him no they didn't look him up no shit. Yeah, he's a fucking Latino dude with fucking waxed eyebrows. Oh, I just I just watched uh I just read like the latest um oh, these like they, they at least they snagged someone, but I'm pipe pretty sure it's him. Bomber. Oh yeah, pipe bomber caught. Holy shit, when did this happen? I was just Yesterday. reading this morning. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Tell me he don't look like a Caesar Sayoc is a registered Republican. Of course he is. And a Trump fan. And this is like, this is what the left's going to do. They're going to blow it up. Oh, and they're yeah. going to say every single person on the right feels this way. It's like, dude, this is one crazy looking motherfucker. Yeah. Let's and, not get bent out of shit. The van they, they like found him in was covered in a bunch of Trump stickers. Now, oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah. Er- yeah. Because Trump wanted you to do this, you moron. Yeah. Like the, the whole, the whole media is basically saying, was this like a, some type of um, kind of like... He does have some thin brows on him. Yeah, he does. Well, I'm, I can't tell if they're drawn on or waxed. I don't know, but he looks rough. Damn. Anyway. Good Lord. Yeah, so 
they find so that's news to me that they caught him yeah good for them what i thought was hysterical is like in times like this is the reason why i just want to disband from facebook because i have people who i know and am friends with who have certain opinions that about topics politically than i do just difference of opinions which never bothers me at all what bothers me is when like general statements are made that's what kills me like some person literally wrote a thing on facebook about this guy and they said something along the lines of you say that we're intolerant and blah 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 and you guys you guys you guys is a general statement you guys means anybody who believes something politically right yeah right which how what is that millions upon millions of people so you're indicting millions and millions of people saying that you guys do stuff like this and i'm like how in the fuck what gives you the right to make such a general statement when there's literally millions upon millions of people and being someone who is literally right down the middle i have no shame about that at all how one side could say the other is definitively this or definitively that yeah. It's fucking sad to me. It's like how you are a small minded human being. If you think that there's another 50 million people out there that are go, yeah, I'd send them pipe bombs. No, there are people like me where I look at that and I'm like, not only is that, not only is it an act of terror and fucked up. And I think they actually said that the bombs weren't set up to be detonated that they had some of the components but when the fbi actually investigated and they there went was no through, triggers or there was no like triggers that. they said the watches weren't connected like there was no timer on them that was actually functional so they said they weren't going to blow up but just the threat of it that is so fucking scary like the first thing that i thought about was not who did it or who didn't do it but the fact that it's so easy to send something like that in the mail no different than what the unabomber did he did the same fucking thing yeah only has exploded um being able to send something like that in that manner of threat with that kind of concealment. I mean, no one knew who this was. Now, was the FBI going to find him? Of course they were. It was they, a matter of time. I, apparently they got him on DNA. Like they mm-hmm. were able to get it from the envelopes. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me. Like, don't you can't fuck around with DNA anymore. Like this is, Hey, do what Stephen Avery did and get your retarded cousin or your retarded nephew to build the bombs. Then you're golden. <laughs> but my point is, is to make some crazy gross generalizations about one side or the other saying that making a statement that, well, everybody on this side would do that or everybody on this side would do that. It's no different than me. Like the whole Antifa thing is so incredibly ridiculous. When I watch videos of people from Antifa, like these road warriors that go out with masks on who are literally like the flimsiest human beings on earth. It's like, if you're on the left, if you're like extreme left, recruit some bodybuilders. Like these guys are, these guys and girls are all a bunch of pussies. Like you're going to build an army, build an army. But they, it, like the whole thing as far as like, I hate when people on the right say, well, there's Antifa and like all these, all you right wing people or all you left wing people are basically going out and protesting but in a threatening manner and you've got this antifa group and black lives matter and all this thing it's like you're making a gross generalization that anybody who identifies on the left is in those groups yep they're categorically they are representing those groups and it's just not true just as it isn't on the right never not everybody who is right-leaning politically is going to create pipe bombs and send them to democrats yeah one guy one fucking asshole 
And then now this is going to be, this is what everybody's going to have to live in for the next two weeks is the media covering going, well, this is what the right represents. And Hillary Clinton, of course, is going to go, well, I've told you all along, this is what the right represents. They just want to tear this country apart. And it's literally one crazy Mexican dude with no eyebrows out of 300 and roughly 60 million people in the country, in the United States. Yeah. (laughs) One person, (laughs) one guy. And then this is literally the narrative that people are going to spend. Hey, Anybody who's left leaning, and I'm only saying this now, and I'm sure there's going to be a time where I'm going to say, hey, everybody right leaning again, cut right down the middle for the most part. Uh, they should have a logic and reason party. I would totally be a part of that. Common sense, logic, common sense, the CLR party. Boom. Ooh. It's being created. Um, sounds like a the, sports care Or the LRC. Ooh, that sounds even more political. Um, that's the party I'm creating. But I'm saying this to anybody who's listening who is left-leaning. Stop watching the fucking news. Stop watching CNN. Stop watching CMC or CBS, NBC, MSNBC. Stop watching because those are the people who are literally, they have an agenda and their agenda is to push this content towards you to make you think one thing. Have some fucking perspective outside of that one thing. That's all I ask human beings. Have another perspective. Have a couple perspectives. Listen to the other side. Challenge your thought process. And no one wants to fucking do that. It's fucking sad. It's because everybody thinks there is an it's, underground, it's too much work. <laughs> there is an underground community of a lot of us who are literally in now the LRC party who, yeah, logic, reason, common sense. LRC, dude, that works out great. It literally sounds. It flows too. It sounds like a Honda minivan. The LRC. I don't know. It sounds pretty political. It does. It sounds pretty political. I'm going to create a flag. Um, yeah, it's just fucking crazy. The whole thing to me is one, it's just an asinine thing to begin with as far as the the accusatory attitude of people towards literally an entire 50 million group of people. Yeah. It's like, "Well, that's what you guys do. You like to send pipe bombs everywhere." What? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to build a pipe bomb. I don't even think I've ever googled pipe bomb except for when I just looked at this guy. It's fucking nuts. Hmm. What is the world coming to? I know. Wouldn't it be crazy if you sent a bunch of pipe bombs filled with candy? Oh, <laughs> like shit. they were just like, what would you do? Like you would stir panic for sure. So would you still get charged? Yeah. You'd be like, oh no, I just, they're full of, they're full of dum-dums. Oh nah, man, I had it time. So when you open it, like 10 seconds later, it explodes in a shower of candy. I mean, he is Mexican, right? So he's accustomed to pinatas. See, see. Hit pipe bomb pinatas. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That would be nuts if it was just like lemon drops and hot head, like some sort of <laughs> like those sour heads. <laughs> oh, warheads. Yeah, warheads. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> some dum dum suckers and some double bubble. <laughs> That'd be crazy. We do have a review today, uh, which is great. Because yeah. we love reviewing cigars. This is one that um, I would say is relatively unknown. So if we talk about small batch, boutique, this one fits in that category. Yeah. The other nice thing I like about the cigar specifically is where it's made. And this is why. Most times when we talk about small batch cigars or boutique cigars, they're being rifled out of Nicaragua, specifically Esteli. So if we talk about some of these bigger brands that exist 
or some of these boutique boutique brands that exist in the United States, ones that are most notable up and comers, like the ones that you the craft that you really want to get your hands on. Most yeah. of them reside, they're getting their products manufactured and produced specifically in Esteli, Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. What I like about this particular boutique brand and setup is that they're actually being manufactured in the Dominican Republic, which is kind of rare. So, um, I'm excited to do this review for a couple of reasons. Um, the biggest reason is it has been a while. It's been a while. Um, it's actually been, I mean, it's been a long while since we've done something I think is traditionally Dominican, that we've smoked something that is traditionally Dominican. So this is going to offer us up and our listeners something a little bit different uh, from an appeal perspective than what we've had in the recent weeks. So, I mean, we've had some stuff with Dominican in it, but this thing is like, the reason I can say it's true Dominican, and we'll get into it in just a second, is just the components uh, in and of themselves is literally like a Dominican on overload. Yeah. Yeah. So the name of the series of cigars, which is actually produced by a really small factory, I think, uh, I forget their name. It's 1844, Tabacuara, 1884. Tabacuera? Tabacuera? Uh, yeah, I never know how to pronounce De- Spanish oh, words. Tabacuera. We always usually do like Google Voice or like Google Translate to figure this out, but sometimes I just I like to wing it and just think that we know what it is because we have we have some sort of Spanish discipline. Yeah, I feel like we're getting better at it. Yeah, I yeah, um, I can't wait when we're in uh, DR and I'm fucking at words trying to figure, <laughs> trying to figure it all out. Uh, so the the name of this cigar is Campesino. It's a Campesino series cigar. Chris, do you do you know what Campesino means? Yeah, actually, it's roughly translated in English, uh, Campesino, which is actually something that was started in the 1970s. Uh, some very rural people um, decided to build a campsite where illegal gambling happened, and so they named it Campesino. Uh, Interesting. Which is both a campgrounds and, and a casino. Uh, free-running casino. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, it's well, crazy. What a great background. That's crazy. I love these origin stories. They all, they're always so good. Yeah. They're always so good. Um, actually, the literal translation to campesino means farmers. Uh, that's not how I understand it. Oh, well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Maybe the farmers that started the camp casinos. Those farmers? Those farmers. <laughs> the ones that we kicked out of their lands. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the Campesino series cigar. Uh, before we actually break this down, Chris, can you give us all an overview of how we actually rate these things? Sure. Each cigar review is based on our six point rating scale and broken down into three main categories, construction, burn, and taste. We then see if the cigar is worth the price for possible bonus points or penalty points. We then finally have our general individual scores giving you guys our total score rating. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, and what are some of the components in the cigar, Chris? They, I, I feel like we hit the trifecta with this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty simple. It is. Hey, rapper, Dominican. It's a H. It's a HIV Navarrete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they got rights. Fucking AIDS-filled rapper. Love uh, it. I don't know how their government <laughs> let them put HIV in the rapper. Uh, no, but it's a HVA Navarrete, um, Dominican rapper. Um, which I don't know if I've ever had. I would just assume it's some offshoot of a traditional. I literally just 
say Dominican not because right. there's so many iterations. There's so many. And, everybody puts their own little spin on, yeah. on, but it is a Dominican rapper. That's what's important. Binder. What is it? Dominican. Mm-hmm. It's a Criollo uh, 98, which we have had another yeah, cigar. definitely had that one. Um, in fact, I feel like we've had that in a rapper type. Mm, maybe not, though. Maybe. Um, maybe not a Criollo. Um, but, uh, and then the filler, uh, a Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. And we had it in the Robusto Defatino or Definitivo, uh, which is a five by fifty two. So five inches by fifty two ring gauge. A fairly thick ring gauge on If you want to do some basic math to figure out well, how big is a ring uh, ring gauge in Imperial, uh, because we are Imperial math, uh take uh fifty two divided by sixty four, and that is how many inches uh the uh diameter is yeah fantastic or thanks. circumference thanks for thanks, diameter. thanks for letting everybody do the math you're welcome <laughs> um so yeah so this is as chris had stated a very traditional dominican cigar um to the point where it literally has nothing else in it other than a bunch of dominican tobaccos yeah that always kind of frightens me at first when something is so overly one thing dull. yeah like i i always feel that it's going to be uh relatively muted yeah it's no different than if I see a, a traditional Nicaraguan cigar, see a company that's a Nicaraguan manufacturer use it's, all Nicaraguan. You want it to be like a movie, right? There's a beginning, middle, and there's an end. And they all have their own moments, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, instead of having just one movie that... Some some sort of fluctuation in what you get. Some change. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, I was, you know, a little nervous just kind of looking at it and going, oh, man, you know, I love Dominicans, but fuck, maybe there's a little too much in here. Um, but we'll actually break all that down once we start moving through, uh, all the, the components of flavor. So with that, let's begin with what we always begin with. And that is how's the overall construction on the cigar? Oh man, it was wonderful, man. So you gave me two campesinos. I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got, I think three different Vitolas. There's a kind of a Gordo size Vitola. There's this Robusto, which we are always going to default if we have a category, um, three or four different represented types. We're going to default to the Robusto because it is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the most popular probably yeah. um, Vitola of any cigar created. So we always want to default to the one that we think people are likely going to smoke the most of. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes down to this construction, not only is it a beautiful cigar, but I don't know how to describe the color. Is it more like a Colorado or it does? It's weird. It does have a kind of a weird reddish hue to it, yeah. which I thought was a little strange. Um, it's weird. When I looked at all the samples I had, even though they're built the same, it's the exact same cigar, just in different Vitolas. Right. Each one of them in appearance look different. Yeah. Um, the Robusto does have a little bit of a darker tint to it, like a reddish hue to it. Yeah. So it does kind of have that Colorado look. So maybe you could call it that, but it is on the lighter side. Yeah, for it totally sure. is. And it's really pretty. I mean, I think the <clears throat> labels and the, and the color of the wrapper is a I do beautiful. Like, I do like their bands. Their bands, yeah, their bands are pretty are sweet. sweet. So when it comes down to it, I mean, really, this is a nice thick cigar. Um, oiliness, not really expected in this particular wrapper type, but it definitely represents the oiliness you'd expect from this wrapper type. Um, and really no damage. I mean, this is, to me, was a very thin wrapper. Um, and I had a little bit of nickage, but I think that's par for the course, unfortunately, when you have a very fragile yeah, very fragile wrapper. Yeah. But other than that, it was a really nice construction. Uh, label was a.
bitch to take off Campesino. Yeah. Uh, I had a little trouble with mine, too. Dude, sometimes they get a little fucking glue crazy. You got to fucking temper that shit. But it looked pretty. Yeah, it did look <laughs> and pretty. And it was very firm. I didn't really feel any Especially spots. on cigars that have thinner wrappers like this one did. Just got to be careful with that. Be real Just careful. a little extra attention would be nice. Uh, the only thing that I really um, had issue with was the firmness of the cigar overall. There's kind of a few anticipated dead pockets. Um, just because it really got soft and spongy towards, I would say, three quarters. Closer, yeah, about three quarters, maybe two thirds of the way through. Um, it's not that it's not unanticipated, but I mean, it did seem a little spongy down towards the, the foot of the cigar. As of late, have we not had that? Usually it was like par for the course. Like we always found dead spots in Toros. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think those. we're just smoking some good shit. You and know, people like, who have a lot more, uh, quality control. So much less of that lately. Yeah, which has been nice, yeah. honestly. I, I've actually smoked a few cigars here this week that I was overly impressed with the way that they burnt, the way yeah. that they drew. No runs, no canoeing. Um, one was that new My Father cigar, and it yeah, was yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, back to the review. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I scored it really high, honestly, and um, I, I gave it a fair score other than just kind of some of the sponginess and anticipated dead pockets in this pretty good cigar. Everything else was fine. No nicks, no damage. Um, my wrapper or my band was tough to get off, but it didn't actually do anything in the way of causing damage to the cigar itself. So I was happy about that. It was just kind of I a just, pain to get off. I ripped mine little by little. Until yeah, I peeled it off. Yeah. But um, man, you got to keep in mind, Campesino. I know you're so used to just doing things your way out in the fields, fucking running these camp casinos. But like, some of us like to keep our bands. Yeah. Some I do. I'm a band keeper. We're a band keeper, and we can't keep them if we're ripping them off. Yeah. If I tear one up, I don't obviously don't keep it. I, exactly. So be better. Be better. Uh, <laughs> what was your overall score for what construction? A, what a weird thing to review, but it's it it is it does hold some merit. Yeah, it does. It really holds some merit. Yeah. Um, but construction, I gave it five point five. Hey, that's what I gave it. Yeah. Great. Um, great construction. Hats off to you. Love it. Thin wrapper type. Loved it. Pretty. Reddish, orangish, <laughs> pretty white band. Loved it. Fantastic, great. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the burn overall? Um, so I had it, and this is this is one of the. This is so difficult to say on the podcast. It's, uh, when you have a thin wrapper and you smoke it, and you're outside. Sometimes it runs. <laughs> Sometimes it runs from you. It just doesn't. It's just weak. It's just. It has our time. Trying to. You know. Trying to like. You know. Survive and be even. The wind blowing on it. It just. Terrible. <laughs> I would like to preface that. The only thing that anyone's consuming in the way of fluids is my coffee. And you're not actually intoxicated right now. No. You're just very emotional. Very emotional. Uh, that said, I had a couple issues. I had to nurse it. Did you smoke? You obviously smoked this one outside. Mm-hmm. I had to nurse it. But... Uh, Uh, but uh, yeah, she held in. <laughs> a 
a slight run issue. That's good. About 25% through, but I think, I feel like your theatrics made it way worse than probably what it was. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a run issue. Slight run. You just had it kind of correct. Slight run. Okay. So overall, what about the, um, hold hold was fucking amazing oh nice yeah I, I i was really concerned about the hold at first because i was like man this run that means uneven bunching potentially maybe it's the wind maybe it's whatever humidity blah blah blah. Uh, i was really concerned that was not going to hold up like really concerned yeah because sometimes the the when you have a thin wrapper it could it could go out much quicker than the fillers yeah the fillers will continue to burn slightly and you'll get pitting and at that point, it becomes dead. Yeah. Because uh, the wrapper does have to burn with it. Um, and that said, I was really concerned that was going to happen. But it did not. Did my whole test of 50% through that cigar like we typically do. Set that bitch down for five minutes. I actually looked up Campesino, so I understood the meaning of what Campesino was. <laughs> uh, and uh, came back to it. Beep, 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 beep. Put it in my mouth. One, two draws back at it baby that's awesome back at it and the draw honestly was really nice too i mean it was a pretty voluminous plumes of smoke yeah very white was yours very white yeah that was actually something i was really shocked about on this cigar just because it didn't seem as dense to me as well most cigars that we've been smoking recently are dense right dense in the fact that there's a lot of filler yeah some really thick dense wrappers because you're burning more, you anticipate more smoke. Yeah. What I loved about this cigar was that it didn't have those initial characteristics, but smoked so well. And I, I think, thought that was a fantastic. It was something that really shocked me on the cigar that I was very happy about. Do you want to win your, uh, your, your mate? You want to get a cigar mate, female, and you want to you like court her? You got to be smoking something that produces a lot of smoke. You want to stand out from the rest of the males in the crowd, the cigar lounge. When you when you're trying to find a mate, you got to be producing smoke, bro. <laughs> Women funny. are attracted to big plumes of smoke, man. They are. It's like a it's like a mating call. Yeah, it's totally a mating call. Uh, I thought the um, consistency was fantastic on the cigar. Uh, I did have a slight issue with the hold. It didn't go out, but man, it was really tough to redraw. Um, it it took some sucking and blowing on my part. I felt like I was. <laughs> back in sixth grade at a house party mouth pistons yeah for sure um but the draw was pretty good the draw was great it was it was a little airy for me what i really liked was that it did seem a little bit airy but it did actually produce, produce a lot of smoke yeah, so totally. uh, although just i don't really like that in a cigar that's i would rather have it a little bit tighter than what it was it still smoked really well so yeah. i still scored it fairly high uh giving an overall score on the burn at a 5.45 5.5 for me nice man this cigar is getting now uh, doing pretty good doing pretty good doing pretty good considering we've almost given identical scores yeah we have uh so what did you think about the flavor well distinction <laughs> what am i gonna say uh, <laughs> nailed it uh pretty easy there though. is no doubt with the wrapper and the fillers i i got like an earthy bittery mildly sweet type of cigar a total change up total change up from yeah, what for, i'm used to yeah for what we've been smoking for um sure. i haven't i haven't said sweet on a cigar review and probably 15 20 back it's it's been a while it's been a while 
And I got a little bit of sweetness when I got about to the halfway point, which was like, oh man, there's that Dominican flavor I haven't had in a while. And there's very few cigars that have done that for me, but this one definitely did it for me. Uh, but yeah, earthy, bitter, kind of mildly sweet. Definitely you'll pick out those Dominican tobaccos in it. There's no doubt in my mind. I would like to know what the subtleties are between these rattled off Dominican wrapper and binder as to what makes it a little bit more different than other Dominicans. Right. I am curious about that. But other than that, it was definitely a Dominican tasting cigar. It was wonderful. And uh, balance, I think the Robusto did it. And I actually smoked the bigger one. Yeah. Uh, I, it, that one didn't do it for me. Okay. Um, it was enjoyable. Which isn't uncommon. Right. It was enjoyable, but the smaller Vitola really was more well-balanced than the bigger one. So hats off to us doing the Robusto in the review <laughs> than the other one. Um, uh, but that said, lightness overall, I think I thought it was a very enjoyable cigar. Not my cup of tea usually, but I will give credit when it's due when there's definitely a very well-crafted cigar. And I think this is a well-crafted cigar. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, I gave the uh, flavor a 5.2, which I think is... A pretty darn good score for something that is not necessarily in my wheelhouse of of, yeah. of daily smokes. Yeah, I, I I agree with a lot of what you said as far as um, it's definitely sweet. It's sweet pretty much all the way through. Yeah. There's really nothing about it. It doesn't really offer up any sort of semblance of spice. No. Really, in, in any part of the cigar. And if anybody who's listening to this um, remembers, you know, my shared sentiments about what I like way long ago mm-hmm. i love the traditional dominican type cigars so when i saw this although i was a little worried the fact that every component was kind of that traditional dominican what i really loved about this cigar is that it kind of brought me back to what i really used to love and still do love so it was kind of nice because i got this weird hard reset on dominican tobacco after smoking the cigar and i really enjoyed it i love the flavor of the cigar and it's weird saying that it's super well balanced with the fact that it's all Dominican, but it really was. I thought it was great all the way through. I actually really dug the cigar a lot. There was nothing in it. Sometimes I look for that roller coaster of flavors. Sometimes I look for complexity to be balanced. Yeah. And that's not what this was. This was just, this was, there was nothing complex about it. It was just balanced. Um, you know, we look for some of those cigars that'll take you on that roller coaster ride. Like this one's just driving down the highway at, with cruise, cruising, cruise man. control on. It's yeah. cruising route 66 in. It's 70 miles an hour through the fucking desert. Radio with, on with on the top loop. down. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, and I love that. It's crazy because we haven't had that in such a long time. No. And it was great to have that in this cigar. Um, from a small batch perspective, really cool to see a cigar coming out of Dominican Republic that, ha- that, touts the same quality um that puts the attention to the quality that we otherwise don't see in some of the traditional dominican yeah. manufacturers um i think the cigar is really cool i like it a lot and they actually have some other ones in their lineup that i'm even more curious about smoking now because i like this one as much as i did so um you know as far as buying these cigars i think they're on small batch so you can go to smallbatch.com and they'll um I think they're represented on there and you can buy them from there and they're in some other places, but I think they're really trying to kickstart this cigar series and other series in the United States. Yeah. Um, and you know, we appreciate them sending us some samples to try because quite candidly, I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was a really, 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 really good cigar, um, on its own. But now when we get into price, 
where is it set? So what's the overall value? It's a $7 stick. $7 cigar for a 5x52 Robusto. Now, in the U.S., we're very used to a very specific price for what we would consider a good cigar. Um, there's very few cigars, I would say, on the market that are um, at 7 or less that I'd be like, yeah, that's like a premium cigar. Yeah. Uh, they're good. They can be good. They're good fillers for your humidor. They're good everyday smokes, but there's never ones like... Oh my god! I'm, I get smoking a made, like a really top echelon cigar. Yeah, for seven dollars, that rarely happens. You start getting the nine, ten dollar range when you when you really deal with those types of cigars. That said, this one's seven dollars. Yeah, it's seven dollars, and there's no doubt in my mind it is uh, for seven dollars. Uh, very competitive, both in price, but probably outshines. A majority of the cigars I could buy for seven dollars in the states. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It outshines them. Completely agreed. I think if you get this cigar for seven dollars, you're getting one of the best values in cigars I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, outside of some of the ones that we always talk about, having something new like this, the market that is considered boutique or small batch, with as much as you get from the cigar in terms of flavor, just in terms of size in general. I mean, the fact yeah. that this is a Robusto, I mean, this is not a Petit Corona. You're not paying $7 for a small cigar. You're paying you're paying $7 for an average or slightly above average size cigar. So it's really cool to see that this is 7 bucks, tastes really good, and gives you the overall value that you want out of a cigar. You're not paying a hefty price for this. Like This is one where it's like buying a box of 20 isn't a huge commitment and you get such a wonderful cigar yeah and totally. a traditional dominican which isn't really out there that much unless you are talking about some of the big manufacturers that exist so this is i think they have a really unique place is one of the reasons why i was really curious about them to begin with and very interested in doing this review is because they're bringing something to the table that we're otherwise not used to seeing this isn't like another me too cigar hashtag me too um, this is not another me too type cigar. This isn't someone trying to replicate what someone already did. It was like, Hey, we're going to do this other thing over here and then we're going to see how it translates. Have you ever had a Dominican like this? Not really. I mean, I've had some really good traditional Dominican cigars, but again, with the price component in here and I really love the flavor of the cigar. Like I thought the flavor was yeah. fantastic. I love the sweet and smooth all the way through. I miss it. Honestly, I really miss it because I've smoked some really robust cigars. I smoked one that was really robust last night. And it's like, sometimes you just want to be, you don't want to be on that roller coaster anymore. Sometimes you just want to be on ground level walking around. And it was like me in my days when I went to Santa Claus, Indiana. Uh, uh, yeah. That weird and amusement park. Yeah. And, and rode the voyage uh, nine times consecutively in a row. Yeah. In 95 degree heat trying to hit a record and and sometimes you just after that you want to ride scooby's adventure yeah i like my legs were shaking because i was bracing myself so much <laughs> that that ride beats you up and uh yeah sometimes you just need that break you yeah. need you need a this a, this is a good break you want to you want to get off the ride you want to go to the free uh soft drink uh machines and get yourself a little gatorade or powerade yeah this is your power. This is your power. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. I, I couldn't say uh, any more great things about it. It is a fantastic cigar. And this is one that I highly recommend people getting their hands on simply because of the price component. You're not out anything. 
You're not paying double for this cigar. You're out no. nothing. You're out seven bucks. Like even if it smokes like shit, it's only seven dollars. I know other seven dollar cigars that smoke way worse than this one does and taste way worse than this one does. I won't. I'm not going to name them. That's like seven White they Castles, suck. people. You can go without seven White Castles. Yeah, well, some people can't because some people are addicted to food and they're a bunch of fat fucks. Oh. Um, just kidding. That was rude so, totally and inconsiderate. worth the price. In fact, I honestly would pay more for it. It's yeah. easily an $8 stick. Maybe even a little bit more. I'd say like in that eight fifty range for yeah, sure. Totally worth more than what it's priced at. So I ended up giving it at bonus points mm-hmm. on price. I did as well. It's It's undeniable. It really is. Like I said, for anything, if there was other $7 sticks that we were doing that we had reviewed and this cigar was kind of like in the same range of quality and flavor, then I would just say, yeah, it's worth the price. But it's definitively better than majority of the $7 sticks I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Averaged out against others, it's better. Yeah, totally. It's the top echelon. If you're going to be paying that price. So what was your, uh, and by the way, I gave it the bonus as well. I think it's well-deserved. So what was your overall score? 5.53, which um, brings me out to a 92%. My total score is a 5.58, which brings me just below a 93, right at about a 92.9. So average that word about a 92.5. Undeniably. Relatively unknown cigar. Cost for value or cost for uh, value. Cost for quality there's quality there's cost that's your value that's your value um dude it's it's well worth it like it's it's like that's what gives the cigar part of the edge because it 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 is competitive enough for with your nine dollar sticks that you can buy at a store but it comes in at a way better price yeah i mean you can go in there if you got the money and you want to spend Nine dollars a stick. You want to buy five or six of them? And spend like sixty bucks, fifty bucks on them. Go for it. Yeah. But if you're tight on cash, you want a really good quality smoke, man. I'm telling you, this Campesino is there for you. Yeah, it's definitely there for you. Yeah, it's one that I highly recommend. Totally. Put your hands on it. It's um, it's definitely worth it. And and so you know, just as a recap, you know, this is one of the cigars I think anybody could smoke. It is a milder cigar. Kind of Lee or kind kind of Lee. It's like uh There you go, making up words dude, again. My, my slurring, Jesus my mumbling, Christ. my uh, today is just it's been an interesting morning. Anyways, uh but, uh this is a this is a cigar for any occasion. And weirdly enough, I never would say this. I never would say this. But I think a beginning smoker could smoke this. Oh, for sure. For sure, could could smoke it and enjoy it, and not worry about paying too and much. And not for worry it. about paying too much for it. And 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 really, I think this is a cigar that, from beginner to aficionado, would appreciate. Yeah. Honestly, I agree. It hits all spectrums. I mean, it starts off kind of mild, uh, and and it just sweetens up like about a quarter of the way through. Um, and I even wrote down here notes: airy draw with full plumes of smoke gives a slight bitter sweetness to the lips, and that's yeah. true, man. It is a fucking like yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just uh, it's not my cup of tea from what I'm used to smoking. But when I smoked, I was like, dude, this is fucking great. Yeah, it's great. It ended up being it, really good, undeniable. I'm not going to be one of those snobs that go, oh my god, it doesn't have Nicaraguan in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, this isn't a Cuban. I think you said it best earlier. You give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Yeah. Be a, be objective in your process, but you know, love something that and and appreciate something that's different and don't challenge it just because it's not what you're 
acclimated to. I'm so I hate when people say yeah, that. Totally. I only smoke this type of cigar. Oh, you're one of those guys. Cool. See you later. I'm waiting for that moment. Fuck like, I only smoke like pure organic tobacco. <laughs> Isn't all tobacco <laughs> organic? <laughs> uh, anyway. No, like I only smoke the tobacco that's like grown in like space vats up in like the space station. <laughs> That'd be crazy if they did that. With pure oxygen. Oh man. So another review down. Another day, another dollar. Um, we don't really have questions. Yeah, we don't have any questions and shout outs, which is okay because this was it's intended to be something. Else. Yeah, so this is intended to be an interview, which we're going to reschedule. So there's some complications there, but we'll have that rescheduled. Um, so we didn't really solicit any questions or shout outs, which isn't a bad thing because I'm super tight on time. Um, but I will say this, and this goes out to our faction members at facebook.com forward slash the hot ticket cigar faction, where you can be a member and get great tips and tricks and advice from our uh, aficionados if you're a beginner. And if you're a beginner, you can learn all the things you'd want to know, mm-hmm. things to try, how to improve. That said, we cover your questions and shout outs on there that we do solicit on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Just not this week. Just not this week. But I will say this. We are doing something new. And if you want the opportunity to also be part of it, Join us at the faction. We are putting together a list of cigars. Checking it twice. That only our cigar faction members can suggest or recommend. Mm-hmm. The top six cigars will be, will be selected and reviewed by us and our faction mates. What I love about that process was I put in, I personally put in, the foundation wise man maduro and it's the definitive number I one know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's just like hell yeah let's get on train with that one yeah because i wanted to review it forever i'm like i'm just gonna go ahead and sneak this in here and see what people think i literally put example because <laughs> i had to put something in the polling to even create the poll so i put right. example and so people voted for it I'm like, <laughs> like, let's do example. example let's do example <laughs> um yeah so th- that'll actually be coming up pretty soon which is cool but what the one thing that we're doing is a lot of people ask us like what's the criterion by which you guys review cigars it's really no secret to us yeah we have a formula it's very creative i think it's a good solution for anybody to understand how we review cigars but a lot of people want to apply it to their own cigar reviews right and so we're going to be releasing kind of a format that we go by uh of our cigar reviews so that you at home before we actually record this podcast can uh, provide feedback to even us about what your experience was like for those top six yep. selected cigars that we will have reviewed on the show. Yep. We're making it interactive, baby. Super interactive. Um, and and maybe, that was a great plug. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for the fact that we didn't have any questions or shout outs. That was a great, that was a great segue into the cigar faction. I Absolutely. Like I was very creative. It just came to me. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, let's, uh, Let's wrap this up uh, expeditiously. Wait, is this our first one under an hour? Not even close. We're in an hour 15. Are we really? Literally TikTok. I got to go. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, again, so let's wrap this up. Let's do it quick. Yeah. How can they get a hold of you? Man, you can find me uh, at Instagram at Big6Chris. Post some black and white photography. Uh, uh, losing followers by the day. <laughs> 
But you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, also, kind of chit chatting with our factioneers, um, fra- uh, faction fractions, however you want to call them. Uh, but, but basically, in those two places, I'm sorry I've been a little remiss. I'm just working very hard on a lot of things, and one of them is definitely for this show and the future of Big Six Tobacco, which is uh, one of our babies. And so, um, I'm just sorry. I'm just prioritizing. Yeah. You suck with engagement. I suck. Um, you can find me on the Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. Also, a fellow faction administrator. Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Also on Stitcher, Podomatic, Podbean, CastBox, CastNet, CastWide, CastBar, whatever podcast platform that you guys use, we're likely on it. Um, and with that... We conclude this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back at you next week with episode 73. Bye. See ya.